Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. We are your host. I am Pastor David. We got James. Hey, hey. And a special guest host, Pastor Ron. Hey, it's good to be here with you guys. Man, I appreciate you coming. We're going to have a little <laughs> series that uh, Pastor just telling some stories. I've read his book here and I was cracking up this morning. And uh, so we're super excited for you to be here and share some of the things that you remember. Right. Which, by the way, I need a copy of the book at some point. You can get it today. So. All right. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, so we're just chilling. Got us some dental work done this week, and he was cracking me up. He was laid across three chairs in here showing us what was going on earlier. Uh, so, uh, oh, it was horrible. Horrible. Okay, you said you were getting it something filled? Or? No, I got a tooth pulled. Oh, that's mm. the worst. Mm. Got a tooth pulled. I was out. Uh, eating the other night, and uh, I, I felt something very hard in my mouth, and it was the cap of one of my teeth. And anyway, it's a long story, but I had to get the thing pulled. And man, if you ever seen one of these uh, comedies with the dentist? <laughs> That was me, man. The real deal. People were coming into the room seeing what was going on. I was hollering. I was saying, Jesus, help me. Help me, Jesus. Oh, man. But they finally got it out. It took them right in an hour to get that tooth wow. out. Man, Goodness. tug it on me and for And they're just hour. pulling the whole oh, hour? pulling just up wait. on top of me with a <laughs> pair of pliers, pulling that tooth. And then finally they got half of it out. You know, the tooth got two roots on it. They got oh. the first root out, and I thought, that's it, man. No, 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 we got one more to go. Would you tell them to get some WD-40? I did. I was trying. <laughs> they, had that, they had that thing in my mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where your mouth is just wide open, and uh-huh. I was saying, I got a WD-40. Get some more WD-40. The guy didn't understand what I was saying. Imagine actually I thought it was a mouth. joke, you know. Right. Can I get something to loosen this thing up? <laughs> but anyway, they finally got it out. And now my cheek is kind of swollen, but I'm I'm all right. I'm here. Yeah, Amazing. you're here. And uh, you can tell a story through anything, so uh, that's good. James, how's, how's your week been? Let's see. It's only Tuesday, huh? Only Tuesday. So far, so good. Yeah. yeah. We had a... Uh, what all have we done? I just done music stuff all day. I, I was telling... Uh, my grandpa, before we started, we just got booked to open for the show in a couple weeks. And so yesterday, I just spent all day uh, with my brother getting ready for that. And then today, I mean, it's still only like 10-something in the morning. So yep. <laughs> I just came here. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome, man. I I have finally, I haven't been doing any projects, man, because it's been so hot. And uh, but I got my air conditioner fixed in my garage, so we back in we we back in the shop now. You got an AC garage, oh, yeah. And I got spoiled. I can't Liz even go out there and work, you know. And then <laughs> yeah, spend you know the day in the sun doing pools and stuff. You don't want to come mm-hmm. out and hang out in the garage, but now click that sucker down to seventy. Goodness, and you're good to go. David's living large over there. Yeah, man. I tell you, spoiled, oh, spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. I like it. I support yeah. it, man. Yeah. Hey, if you can <laughs> get it right, if you can get it. I uh, I had the thermostat go bad on it is what it was. So I ordered one from, you know, Amazon or whatever. And I installed it and it didn't work. 
So I had to call a guy to come out there. You know, this has been months ago. Uh-huh. And, you know, pool season's full ahead. So we didn't have a m- bunch of time anyways. Finally called him over there. And he was just, he went out to the outside unit, like, this little switch that got tripped or whatever. He's like, all right, Done. $65. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was good, man. I got in the shop yesterday, had my pops come down there, and nice. we built a little table for uh, my grinder and uh, and a vice. But it was just good to have my dad down there, you know, and mm-hmm. let him tell me what to do. And then I tell him, no, I don't want to do it that way. <laughs> just like the old days. Yeah, just like the old days. <laughs> but it's, it's cool. I just say, hey, you tell me how you would do it. I'll tell you how I would do it. And then we figure it out from there. So <laughs> take a little bit of everybody's ideas and, and go with it. But. Yeah, it was good, man. I, I love hanging out with my daddy. He's uh, he's my hero, you know. So, but it's good. All right, well, let's just jump right into Culture Corner. Today on Culture Corner, just got one story for you today, but I think that it's something meaningful that we need to talk about. What's going on in Afghanistan? Uh America's pulling out right now, and it's leaving uh, just this major void uh, in the country. The Taliban's taking back over. And uh, what does that really mean to America? You know, uh, we was over there for a reason but with 9-11 and all that before. We set up, kind of helped them set up some, you know, um, meaningful things in their government, give them an army uh, to really fight back against some of these, you know, uh, really— I don't know what would you describe the Taliban radical radicals Muslim groups. yeah radical Muslim groups and now that uh, that we're pulling out and we're not going to get into political stuff of you think uh, it's right to pull out or not but but what does it mean to our faith what does it mean to the the faith of uh, uh, these Afghans and uh, just right here it, it, one of the one of the news shots uh, the news reports it says Taliban in Afghanistan. They know who the Christians are, and they're coming for them. That was wow. one of the reports. Wow. Um, and then the, the picture on the bottom, that's a bunch of people that got on an American uh, military plane, and they just, when they opened the door, they flooded in because uh, they're fear for their life. Wow. But I, I want to play with this report real quick, uh, just a couple minutes of it, maybe like 30 seconds of it, and uh, just kind of shows you the desperation these people are in. Flights were stopped yesterday when tens of thousands of Afghans stormed onto the runways, desperate to leave, clinging onto aircraft, trying not to be left behind as the Americans pull out. U.S. troops found themselves overwhelmed as they tried to clear the airport, firing warning shots. The Pentagon says American troops killed two armed Afghans, but some Afghans were able to get out. On one flight so full... It may have set a record for the number of people who can fit onto an American C-17. Wow. So one of the things they were talking about is these Afghans were actually holding on to this plane as it was taken off because they're so desperate to get out of the country because the Taliban's coming in and taking over um, any anything left by the Americans for uh, the army that was there. Taliban's basically came in and t- take it, and now they're using those same things that was to help them against them. And it was showing pictures of these people that are attached themselves to the plane. After the plane was taken off, they couldn't hold on any longer, and they was falling from the sky. Just really 
Good. reminiscent of 9-11 where people were jumping out of the buildings and different things like that. So what does this really leave us, leave them, the Christians there, uh, when you have these radical groups that are coming in and taking over, and now they're playing this game is, look, we're not going to be radical. We're going to come in here. We're going to play nice with the world, but we are going to be the governed um, group, the governing group over this country, um, but we're ready to play nice. Um, my thing is history shows you had never played nice. And so what does this leave? Uh, where does your, in your opinion, where does this leave the Afghanistan, Afghanistan, the Afghani people? Well, you know, what they want to do is take over and rule with the, what they call Sharia law. And, um, they've done it in all these other countries around there. The Muslims, I don't know if you call it radical Muslims when they take over the whole country. I mean, they are the Muslims, and they're going to do it, and they have no tolerance tolerance whatsoever for Christians. Christians are infidels. They're the great Satan, and and uh, they want to eradicate Christians from, you know, from the country. It's a sad thing if you're a Christian. It's a sad thing in any of those Muslim countries where they rule. If you're a Christian, you're in trouble. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I was watching the report on, they were coming through, um, like, beauty shops and stuff like that that are that they had set up after, you know, the new government came in and Christians were allowed to practice faith and different things like that. They came in and they basically shut them down, painted over it. Anything that's outside of the Muslim faith uh, is no longer. Businesses are being shut down the way these people are uh, really trying to provide for their families and different things like that. It's, it's stopped, you know, at this point. Um, and, if, and one of the other things I thought was interesting is as they were taking over the their Capitol building or whatever it was, um, you know, no matter what president we've ever had, they've come in and they've sat down and they've try to talk things out, whatever it is. The Taliban came in and they set their AK 47s on, yeah. on the desk, you know, and then they say, we're here to play nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that just, a lot of it doesn't show uh, that they're here to play nice. They're here to rule with their weapons and, and not have, not, not really have anybody to, to, to make decisions for themselves. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a good thing about America if you want to be a Christian, you can be a Christian. If you want to be a Muslim, you can be a Muslim. You know, it's that freedom that we get to make this choice. And that's what God gives us, that freedom to make choices. Yeah. That's right. You know, uh, this started a long time ago with Abraham and uh, Isaac and Ishmael and so on and so forth. There's a, just a history. Uh, and, of course, the... Muhammad was a descendant of Ishmael, and uh, this war has been going on ever since. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't know when you play this on the on the air, but tomorrow night uh, I'm going to be teaching on this subject uh, in our Bible study on Wednesday night here at the church, and uh, I think we, you know, live screen that so. Anybody's interested, you might want to tune in on that because I'm going to talk about the history of of this conflict between the Muslims and the Jews and the 
Christians and so forth. Right. That's good. So this is going to come out the day after that. So make sure you tune back in. It'll be on YouTube and Facebook. So if you're interested in learn some more, Pastor's done some some deep studies into some of this stuff. Uh, so go back and listen to it. I know it's going to be real good. Where does this leave us as a Christian nation when you have a radical group that's been tied back to America for so long for the last, what, 20 something years that we've been over there. We try to help these people. Um, they've came and they've done some terrible things here on our, our, our soil. So where does what kind of, where does this leave us as a, a nation? Well, you know, I don't think you're ever going to change those people militarily. And, you know, they, this is part of their fabric. It's kind of like me as a Christian, you're not going to change my ideas about right. uh, my religion, my my Christianity, uh, and and the only way to to change people is through love and and trying to send missionaries and show them a better way. But you're not going to change them militarily. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it just looks like we've been there 20 years for absolutely nothing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, to me, unfortunately, I think it's more uh, just a political thing than anything. Because like you just said, we've been there so long, and it seems like we haven't really got much done. And unfortunately, I think uh, they're probably pulling out and just to let some bad stuff happen so they can say, well, look what happens when we leave. So we can go back, get some more funding to go back and keep it up. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's, you know, there's political agenda tied to a lot of this stuff. And unfortunately, um, sometimes the political agenda is um, is more important than the people. Yeah, this is crazy because, like, I mean, we, you just showed the videos of the people hanging on the planes trying to get out of there because of, you know, the political decisions that our government's making or everybody's government, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are real people that are having to deal with it, you know, to be the examples so that people can make, their political decisions and stuff. It's, it's yeah, not the, good. So at the end of the day, these are people, yeah. right? Uh-huh. No matter if they're Muslim, they're Christian, they're Buddhist. Uh, my Bible says that Jesus died for each and every one of us. Yeah. And there's still hope for some of these people that don't believe in him. And, you know, you can see all these people on this plane that, that have just flooded into this plane. And I'm assuming they're coming to America, right? There's hope that when they get here, that they'll find Jesus. They'll find this man, the Jesus that we know, the, mm-hmm. that died for for everybody. And um, unfortunately, some of them will bring some of their their beliefs over here and, and different things like that. But yeah, I just thought it was just a. It's, it's in a weird time, right, in America, where we're going, we're in the world right now, when we're going through a lot of these, you know, the sickness and the different things with. Uh, this pandemic and all the stuff that's going on over in the Middle East and um, nothing that we should be surprised about. Yeah. You know, if, if we read our Bible and we, we understand um, the history, like Pastor was saying earlier, and then we understand the future, um, we know these things are going to happen. Yeah. That's right. We know these things are happening. Okay. Well, on a lighter note, we got a song for you today. This is, uh, I've really enjoyed actually this album that she's put out. This is Victory in Jesus by Carrie Underwood.
If there's hope, it's hope in the song. There's victory in Jesus. Did you play that for me today? I mean, you know, that's that's my kind of music. Well, Pastor, huh? Pastor, I did. Okay, man. That's what I thought. I, I did. I played I love it for those you. hymns, man. I, I, I didn't uh, know she made a a Christian album. Thing. Oh yeah, and actually, this uh, Carrie Underwood, uh, "My Savior Live," is actually really, really good. Where she basically sings the whole album. Yeah. At one time, so <clears throat> go check it out, Carrie Underwood. She did a. A Christian album, and she just sang a, a, sung a lot of the hymns and stuff like that. So, um, the older I get, the more I'm I really push into the hymns and oh, just man. really enjoying it. And, we need to get mm-hmm. back to some of those hymns. That's like reading the Bible, man. Yeah, on those hymns. Well, well it is. It is the Bible. Yeah, it right? is. I mean, uh, so it's just uh, the Bible in 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 music. So, uh, and then she just got a just tremendous voice. Carrie yeah. Underwood was just mm-hmm. one of those that uh, that she broke out on the scene from American Idol too, right? Didn't she come from American Idol? I'm pretty oh, sure. Man, I don't remember. Yeah, I think she she's was, been around a while though. Now. Yeah, she was one of the the, the first uh, winners. I don't know if she was the first, but one of the first. So she's married to a hockey player, and both of them are yeah. love Jesus. And um, so yeah. Anyways, victory in Jesus. There's you ever victory. heard about? Uh, oh man, I can't think of the lady's name now. I shouldn't have brought it up because I can't remember her name. I think it's Fanny something. And she wrote Fanny like Crosby. There you go, and wrote Come like on. the majority of all the hymns you've ever heard, and you didn't even. She, she wrote a bunch of. She wrote several thousand. Rayanne, my sister, did a Sunday school about her like a month or so ago. Yeah, and that's a real. If you haven't ever heard of Fanny Crosby, you should look into that. Amazing. I've heard Fanny Crosby only because. Your dad talked about him a few times from uh, really? singing uh, different songs. Yeah, she was. Was she blind? What she uh, had? Yeah, she's yeah. blind, and she just got a crazy story. And but wrote all those beautiful hymns. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, Pastor, we got you in here because we want just to, we want to <laughs> dig in that brain a little bit. And I, I was, <laughs> I was reading over some of his book this morning, and uh, a couple of the stories that I've asked him to, to talk about, and I think the. The right place to start with this series is some fishing stories, right? <laughs> I mean, he's got so many, but he's wrote, written down a couple of his book, um, and he was just talking about how his his dad loved fishing and some stories with his mom and, and his brother. Um, and I love hearing Pastor tell stories. You're one of the best storytellers <laughs> that I know. And... Um, I just figured, hey, let's start with the fishing stories, and then we'll go there throughout this this series and uh, just dig in your brain a little bit. But just tell us about this uh, taking this trip, fishing trip. Uh, this actually, the two stories are kind of one story. How you take your mom on these fishing trips on these boats? Well, let me give you a little background on uh, on all this. My my daddy uh, he loved to fish. And he fished in Matagorda, Texas. Uh, Matagorda, Texas is where the Colorado River and the Intercoastal Canal come. And 10 miles from Matagorda is where the Colorado River goes into the Gulf of Mexico. Anyway, my dad would take all of his vacations there. He, wrote, he, he worked at Reed Roller Bit for 50 years. And he got two or three weeks vacation and... So that's where we went when I was, a, you know, just a, a kid. Went down there and and uh, went fishing, and my daddy kind of put up with my brother and I. But we we had a love for fishing, and so anyway, uh, 
when I uh, got a little bit older, you know, back then you could uh, take vi- driver's edge and, I, man, I can't talk today. It must be this too. Uh, driver's ed in, in junior high school. Wow. And so uh, when you were 14 years old, you get your driver's license. Uh, that kind of scares me now when right? I look at some of these 14. Well, cars moved a lot slower back then. But, <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, they went a little faster. I mean, some of them were really fast. But anyway, um, so I was about. 15 years old, I had my driver's license, and I told my mama, let's go fishing. I can I can do this. I, I hooked my daddy's uh, little pickup truck to the boat, and uh, I don't know, maybe I better tell you about that boat. Cause, yeah, tell uh, us about the boat. When my daddy was fishing, he had a little boat, a 14-foot boat or something, maybe 16-foot boat, had a 12-horse a motor on it. I mean, it wouldn't go very fast. That's just a little bit bigger than like a trolling motor. I mean, you 12 know, 12 horse. horse. You ain't going yeah, nowhere but, fast. But on a little boat, it, you know, it does pretty good on a little boat. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my brother and I, we decided we wanted to water ski, and that just wouldn't big enough to pull us in. So we went and bought a 25 horsepower wizard wizard outboard motor. Wizard, you know, was there was a, a store named Western Auto. Oh, back when I then. read that, I just brought uh, you yeah, back. Western oh. Auto, yeah, and they sold Mercury motors, but they didn't call it Mercury; they called them Wizard. Same thing, you know. So we bought that, my brother and I, and we put it on Dad's little boat. And uh, man, you talk about that boat would go faster than my boat now. Which has a 200 horsepower Mercury motor. <laughs> I mean, it would go, man. So anyway, I told my mama, I said, let's go fishing. And we, uh, she reluctantly said, okay. Is this, I guess this is after y'all patched the boat back together. Yeah, you yeah, water yeah. Water. Well, you know, because when we first put that, that motor on that <laughs> boat, it just shook it apart. Dad had to get it in the shop and get it put back together. But anyway, we went down to San Leon. And you say you're 15 right now? I'm 15. 15. Yeah. I'm mature I, 15. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I He's thought I was. Driving boats. I thought I was grown for sure. And I uh, went down there and and went to the, you know, the bait shop down there. Now they got uh, Topwater Grill at the same place. I don't know if you've ever eaten mm-hmm. at Topwater Grill, but the same place. But. You know, it was a place where you launch a boat and get your bait back then. So, man, I was big deal, you know, and I backed that boat in the water and I tied it up to the dock and I went to park the, you know, the trailer and the, and the pickup and went and got some live shrimp and, boy, I was big deal. We were going to go fishing. When I got back to the to the dock where the boat was, the boat was half full of water. I said, my God, I forgot to put the plug in the in the back of the boat. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Rookie mistake. It was filling up with water. So I got a bucket, and I started bailing that thing out, and I bailed, and I bailed, and I, I got quite a bit of the water out, but there was still probably 
four inches of water in there. So what's your mom saying at this point? Well, she was a little hesitant to get in the boat after that, but <laughs> I thought, well, hey, I'm tired of bailing this thing. I'm gonna, I'm just going to crank it up, get out there and start going kind of fast, pull that plug out and let the water just run out, you know? <laughs> That was a real, but I didn't realize it was that much water still in that boat. So I got out there and I cranked that thing up and it took off and, uh, and all that water came back to the back of the boat and the thing just stood right up on there. <laughs> man, I turned that motor off and I ran to the front of the boat and, oh man, I thought I was going to drown out there just to start. I finally put 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 back to the the dock, and we finished bailing it out, and we get in there. And my little, I don't know, if it's about ten year old cousin Harold Stickle was was going fishing with us. He's sitting in the front. My mom was sitting in the middle, you know, where the bait well was, just benches in this little wooden boat. I was in the back, you know. I was the captain. So anyway, we get out there, and we're fishing on Hannah's Reef out there. And uh, wasn't catching nothing. Several other boats around there. Finally, I said, let's go somewhere else, you know, fish somewhere else. So I decided to pull the anchor in and trying to crank that motor up. When you mean crank, you mean pull the rope. I mean pulling the rope because, yeah. you know. You, no electric start. No, 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 nothing like that. And so uh, it wouldn't crank. It just wouldn't crank. And uh, then I remembered if you put it in gear, you could turn the throttle full all all the way up, you know. Oh, well, maybe it'll crank if I turn it all the way up. Well, I turn, you know, I turn the throttle all the way up, put it in gear, give it a mighty crank. And I'm telling you, that sucker took off like a jet airplane. <laughs> It took off. I mean, it it roared, and and uh, when it took off, the motor turned. Thank God it turned, but it turned. And when the motor turned, I fell right out of the the boat, <laughs> right out there on Hammersmith. Captain's Reef. not in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> He's of, no longer captain in the boat. <laughs> I'm no longer captain now. My mama's captain, <laughs> but she's in the middle of the boat. And that boat is just going in a big circle. And all the other boats that were out there fishing, man, they're, they're taking off. It looked like a bunch of roaches when you turn the light on, you know, in a dark room. Man, they was, they was getting out of there. And so that, you're the reason why they put those little things on your wrist now when you get ejected out of the boat. The boat shuts down. <laughs> That boat was going, I mean, it's just bouncing up and down. Wow, 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 around in a big circle. And I'm standing out there because it's not very deep. And I'm hollering, turn the motor off. Turn the switch off. She can't hear me, of course. And Mama, somehow, she, she crawled from the middle of the boat to the back of the boat. And I hear her. She's saying, help me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, save me. Save me. She sounded like you in that dentist chair. <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought about that. That is true. So anyway, she made about three big circles. Where was your cousin? He he finally he crawled up under the bow. You know, it had a little bow on the boat. And he was up there just scared to death. Yeah. 
I, you know, I thought about it later. I thought if that motor hadn't turned, she might be in Cuba or something. <laughs> just just till it ran out of gas. I don't know, man. But anyway, finally, somehow or another, she she the found the on and off switch and turned it off, and it, it just it just died out there. And uh, so I'm half walking, half swimming back to the boat, you know. I finally get over there and crawl in. I look like a wet a, a noodle or something. I don't know. But I get in the boat. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm embarrassed. And boy, I see this look on my mama's face. <laughs> oh my God, terror, you know. I don't know. It was terror and hate and, and <laughs> anger and, and everything at one time. And she didn't even want to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, uh, I said, where you want to fish now? <laughs> My mama said, I promised God if he would save my life, I'd never get in a boat with you. <laughs> we ain't fishing, boy. We're going back to the dock. <laughs> She's and, keeping her promise to God. Oh, but man. she didn't, though, right? Because there's the other... Uh, oh, well, that was 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. So did y'all even bring any fish in? Oh, no. We no, no. The <laughs> no. only thing you caught was a bath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got a bath, saltwater bath. Oh man! Oh man! I'm telling you, we still had plenty of shrimp. <laughs> we might have eaten the shrimp when we got home. I don't know, oh, but we didn't catch any fish. Oh man! My mama says, "Boy, <laughs> I'll never get in the boat with you again." But you know, she did. She did. Yeah, you want me to go ahead and tell yeah, her? Okay. Well, a long time later, okay. By this time, I had my own boat. and uh, 30 horsepower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a, the first boat I bought was a little speedboat. It had a 100 horsepower mercury on it. And that thing was, I guess it'd go 70 or 80 miles an hour. It was unbelievable <laughs> when it would run, but most time it didn't run. <laughs> but anyway, cause I bought it used and it was messed up even then. But so, you know, I had my own boat and by this time I had a couple of children and, and, uh, anyway, I bought a lot on, uh, Indian Lake in Smithville, Texas. That's another. That's another story. I, I I bought this lot. I'm thinking I'm going to be a big investor. I yeah. I can buy this lot, and boy, in a few years I'll I'll double my money on this thing. I paid I paid twenty five hundred dollars for this lot, and uh, what I didn't understand was it was on a cul de sac down the hill. Toward the lake, okay, and they they had a ditch going down the hill around the cul-de-sac and back up, okay. <laughs> when when it rained, <laughs> all that water from both sides of that road went down the ditch, down around, and right through my property. <laughs> it had one one tree on it, and uh, well, anyway. But the next time I went down there, they'd had a big ditch through this property that I had bought and killed a tree. Well, that's something. That I, I, 
I have to tell you that story on another time. But anyway, uh, so I bought Stacy a little John boat, just a little, about a 10-foot John boat. I bought a 1.3-horsepower Sears trolling motor. thought you'd be a little bit safer on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, he have, <laughs> so he could have something to do, you know, out there when, when he's playing around. And so anyway, I had that motor and... I took it up to Etaw. My mama had a little trailer in yeah, Etaw. He used to Texas. love going up there and playing. Yeah, you know, my kid. cousin Jabo Green had sold some lots up there. He'd bought a, about 30, 40 acres up there. So anyway, I took that little John boat up there. Stacy's about eight years old, maybe 10 years old. I don't know. But uh, so we decided we're going to go fishing in Sam Rayburn Lake. And we get that little John boat. My mama's up there. It's her trailer. I said, Mama, come on. Man, I'm a grown man now. I got, you know, I got my own boat. We're going to Stacy's little boat. Come on. You, you, you can't still say you're not going to get in a boat with it. Come on. I know you love to fish. Come on, go with us. So was this was that little canal behind the, the trailers? No, no, stuff no. Going? We went down there. To, oh, you went to Rayburn? Yeah, you know, where you, down there where you cross the lake there where yeah. the bridge is and everything. So we went down there and launched that little boat. Of course, I should have known, you know. No, the she should have known. The boat, the, the <laughs> boat was... She made a was, promise to God. <laughs> the, you know? the boat was not built for three people. <laughs> I mean... It was not any more steady than a canoe, you know what I mean? But we all three got in this boat, and we put, 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 round through under the bridge, and out there where all those old washed-out trees were, the stumps were still up. In there. And and we're fishing, and I don't know how to fish in fresh water. You know, I think my mama had a cane pole. She was fishing for crappie, and I don't know what Stacy was doing. But I had my rod and reel. I had this only had one lure uh, that I had, a freshwater lure. It had three big old treble hooks on it. It was about six inches long. And I was casting that thing out there among the, you know, the stumps and stuff. I don't know. And I uh, pulling it in. I was casting it out, pulling it in, casting it out, pulling it in. I don't know how long we'd been out there. Probably 15, 20 minutes and all of a sudden, I snagged something in the back of the boat. And I thought, God, what did I snag? I turned around and I'd I'd hook Stacy right above his head, right above his eye there. And I said, Oh man, what I've done, Stacy? What have I done? And, oh, I'm sorry, Stacy. I jumped up and that little boat tipped over. <laughs> And I fell out in the middle yeah, of Sam Raven Lane. No longer the captain Not again. Not the captain anymore. <laughs> my, my mama, she couldn't believe it. The oh. second second time she got in the boat with me after 20 years, I fell out again. <laughs> That was pitiful. That's not the end of that story, though. <laughs> no, no, there's more. <laughs> so, I uh, I got Stacy there, and I'm, I'm I'm looking at this big lure hanging off his head, <laughs> right in front of his eye, and I'm trying to pull it out, and there's no way to pull it out because it's got that barb on it, you know. And I said, son, I hate to tell you, but the only way we're going to get this out is I'm going to have to push it on through. 
but I can't push it on through with the lure on it. I've got to cut that that hook. But I don't have anything to cut the hook with. So I said, we're going to have to go back to the trailer and find, find some, you know, some cutters and I'll get it out of there. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem, son. I got this. I, I, got, I can do this, man. I, I know we can do it. But, yeah. you know, so how did you get back in the boat and not toss them out? <laughs> well, that was, they was, you know, kind of counterbalancing that they were <laughs> hanging on one side and I was hanging on the other side. And we finally got in. But anyway, so we get back, we get Put, 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 put all the way back to the boat launch, get the little old boat out, get back to the trailer. And the whole time this lure's hanging off oh, his face. Oh, it's hanging off his head. <laughs> I don't know if he's crying or not. I don't think he was. Stacy, you couldn't make him cry. He was that kind of a little kid. You could, Janet, spank him and he wouldn't cry. I remember she spanked him one time and he wouldn't cry. And he just said, ha, 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 that didn't hurt. Boy, she, she pulled his pants down and she punched him again. <laughs> but anyway, that's another deal. So we get back to the, the trailer. And I tell Stacy, whatever you do, man, don't tell your mama just hide, <laughs> hide, hide behind that tree there. That's never, no, never no, a good no, thing. Don't tell no, mom. no, no. I said, hide behind the tree, <laughs> and I'll go find the wire clippers, and we'll we get this done. Well, I, we no sooner, you know, drove up in the front yard there than Janice on the front porch. First thing she said was, where's Stacy? I don't think she trusts you. I don't know. <laughs> she said, where's Stacy? I said, oh, he's around here somewhere. <laughs> she said, where is Stacy? I said, well, he's yeah, he's here somewhere. About that time, he steps out from behind that tree, you know. Lure hanging off his face. With that big old lure, <laughs> six-inch lure hanging in front of his face. Oh, my God. What have you done to Stacy? I said, well, just calm down. I'm trying to be real cool. Just, just calm down. I got. I can't pull it out. I got to push it through. I got to. She says, you ain't touching my boy. You've done enough damage already. You can't touch him. Oh, we got I just can't imagine this because... Miss Janet is so nice oh, and sweet and well, mess with her kids. You know. <laughs> Let me tell you, oh, when she makes up her mind about something, it's, it's uh, there's no changing it. I can yeah, tell you that. Just don't put a lure on her kid's face. And she's <laughs> yeah, fine. Most mothers don't like that. It turns out. Oh my goodness! She said, "You ain't touching my boy." So we we gonna take him to a, a doctor. I said, "Well." I'm where are we going to find a doctor Saturday, you know, about 11 o'clock in the morning? Out in the woods. So yeah. we're going to find a doctor because you ain't touching him. I said, okay. You've already made a mess of it. You ain't touching So him. We're, we're 20 miles from Lufkin, and we go to Lufkin. We find a doctor's office, and sure enough, it was open and full. Man, I, the, the waiting area was full of people, and uh, I go in there and me and Janet, both Stacy, coming following us along, <laughs> and he's got this big lure hanging off his face. 
and all those people. Boy, we were the uh, we were the center of attention. Yeah, I'm telling uh, you, man. Everybody looking at this poor little kid with this lure hanging <laughs> off his face. So anyway, we sat there and sat there, and finally they called us in there. And guess what that doctor did? He done, he done exactly what you would have done. <laughs> right. <did> exactly <laughs> what I was going to do, but it cost me about fifty bucks. <laughs> anyway, if you see Stacy now, look real close. You'll see two little, two little holes. One two where it went way. in, and one where it <laughs> came out. That is too. Looked like a snake got him. You know. Well, it oh. sounds like it was a good lure because you know you caught some. You, At least that fishing trip, you caught some. <laughs> if you hooked a fish, it sounds like it wouldn't have got off. I caught a little boy. Oh man, <laughs> I sure did. That's t- that's why people don't want to go fishing. <laughs> well, while we're on your mom, I, I know you told this story on your other podcast that you was in here, but since we're talking about fishing stories and your mom and boats, why don't you go ahead and tell you tell the story how you uh, you went fishing with your brand new lights, uh, and you almost killed your mom that day. <laughs> Now, this well, is after both of those stories, right? Oh, well, this is when my mama now is about 80 years old. So she done broke her promise to God again. <laughs> well, no wonder these things get happening. Listen, it never works out for her. No wonder. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh, let me tell you about those lights. You know, I, I developed a skin cancer. And uh, because I'd been out in the sun so much when I was uh, younger, just I, I don't tan. I just fry, you know. I mean, just get a sunburn. And I know how you feel. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm telling you, and I've had a bunch of them. But anyway, so I don't know. I wasn't catching too many fish, and I went and I had an alternator that was bad. James knows about I those. I know about things. that. About yeah. And uh, I went to an alternator shop that was over there on High Ten, and uh, guy had a boat out in the parking lot. You know, the guy that owned the shop. And so we got went in there, and I started talking to him. I said, "You, you know, you've been fishing." Yeah, I've been doing a little fishing. He said, "I said, you doing any good?" You know. Yeah, we caught uh, we caught over a hundred last night. I said, "What? I hadn't caught a hundred fish in years." You know, first of all, I didn't think you could hold, you could keep a hundred fish. Oh yeah, he said, uh, "Yeah, we caught over a hundred." I said, tell, "Tell me a little more about that." He says, "Well, we get uh, we get train lights." And we hook them to a generator, and we go down there to Seawolf Park. And so we just catch these sand trout and speckled trout by the dozens, man. We catch them on these little speck rigs. I said, really? He said, yeah. He says, man, it's amazing. The, the lights, they track the bait fish, and the bait fish track the sand trout. And said, man, it's, it's amazing. Catch them two at a time. Well, man, I didn't care too much about the alternator after that. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't wait to get uh, a generator, you know. And I had a little generator, but it wasn't big enough. 
And, and you remember Jimmy Carter? Oh yeah, Jimmy Carter was our welcome back, man, right? right? Oh, that's a different, different one, different one, different one. <laughs> Jimmy Carter was a maintenance man around the head of the church, and he had an old homemade built generator. Man, it was loud. It it made a lot of noise. And but I traded him my little Honda for that homemade deal, so I could run these lights. That and was went, the first bad decision. Yeah, that was a bad decision because it, it made a lot of racket. And uh, so I went down and I bought these train lights. You got to have four train lights because they're 30 volts. And to run them with a generator, which is 120 volts, you got to hook four of them together to make the 100, you know. As a matter of fact, if you ever go down there to Texas City and you're out there on the dock, you'll see all these lights and every one of them have four lights. Yeah. Because that's what they're doing. So anyway, uh, man, I got my rig up and I went down there. I was catching fish like crazy. And my mama couldn't stand it. I would come home and I'd tell her, man, we caught 200 last night. My mama, ah, 200? What? I said, yeah, it's amazing. You need to go with me. Well, I don't know. I said, well, Yeah. So, man. She like got that, that fish feeding. Oh, man. She's my made mama, another bad decision. My yeah. mama loved to fish. I'm telling you, she just didn't want to get in the boat with me. <laughs> so, anyway. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, she she said, okay, we go. So, we're down there. I got it all rigged up. I got the lights shining out there. Boy, we catching sand trout two at a time. And, uh. You know, that's where the ferry comes by yep. down there. And it makes a pretty good wake when it comes by. Well, we're out there fishing, and and the ferry comes by. <clears throat> it's making a wake. And all of a sudden, I don't know why, I'm in the back of the boat. My mom's in the front of the boat, and she decides she's going to come back there where I am. I guess you want to tell me something. I don't know. But you couldn't talk. The well, generator makes so much noise. <laughs> you was catching all the fish back yeah, there. She was coming guess, to you. <clears throat> I yeah. guess. I don't know. But she gets in the middle of the boat. I had a, you know, center console thing. And uh, all of a sudden, the weight comes. The boat starts shaking. She grabs onto those poles that I had the lights on. It was PVC pipe. There's no way she was going to get electrocuted. But, you know, when that happens and she starts hollering I'm thinking she's getting electrocuted <laughs> my god she's up there and the boat's shaking and she's like oh hey I mean you gotta you gotta think quick you know yeah uh-huh. you can't be real electrocuted quick. real quick <laughs> and so I, I thought she's getting electrocuted and I gotta save my mama she's 80 years old and uh, I thought to myself Man, I can't just gently take her off there because I get electrocuted too. We both be dead out here. <laughs> I'm gonna have to knock her off of that pole. That's right. That's right. I, I made sense to me. That's the right. smart thing to yeah. do. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's what exactly so, what I would have done. <laughs> and, and all of this happened in a matter of you know couple of seconds, two or three seconds. Man, I don't you know. don't knock her off that pole. You don't love your mom. Uh, no, I don't right. love her. I, I don't, That's man, right. I was, so I just took a run and leap and knocked her <laughs> off of that pole. Showed her all your love. I told her all my love. And by the time I, I was trying to hold her up when I when I hit it, but we tripped over the tackle box, which was in the back of the boat. 
she fell down. I fell right on top of her. My eyes was next to her eyes, you know, <laughs> face to face in the bottom of the boat. <laughs> My mama had little eyes like all the rest of us, but they got big. <laughs> they were big like saucers. And she looked up at me and she says, have you lost your ever <laughs> What's wrong with you? you gone crazy. What you trying to do? I said, Mama, I thought you'd get electrocuted. I'm trying to save your life. I wouldn't get electrocuted. I was just lost my balance. I was trying to. Oh, I said, Mama, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry, Mom. Thank God it didn't break any bones or anything. Really? She was 80. Like, yeah, yeah, she was, I don't she know, 75 or 80. She was, she was pretty old. Goodness. But anyway, that's that's my mama's well, fishing story. Ju- just so you know, if I ever get electrocuted, just, <laughs> <laughs> just let, let it go. <laughs> He's going to take the shot. Hey, you can tackle me if I'm getting electrocuted. I'll take it. I'll take the hit and uh, save my life. Uh, Thank really. God we didn't get hurt, but. Boy, that was another story. Man. Well, let me tell Can I tell you the end of that story? Yeah, tell us. <laughs> Did y'all catch any fish? Oh, we caught okay, a boatload of fish. Oh, I yeah. mean, we well, had cool. all kind of fish. And then, you sound like y'all had fried made, fish. <laughs> then, then I made her fillet them all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I got to where I could fillet sand trout, man. I could do two or three a minute, I think. But anyway, the rest of that story. I'm thinking about that story. And uh, so I we go on a cruise to uh, Alaska. We fly to Seattle. Well, that's another story. How much time we got? We're this just, this we is what we're here for. We, we, got, we got time until you uh, until you get too hungry. I know you got yeah, go to go to lunch here. <laughs> I still got 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I called him last night and said, hey, you want to see if you're available slash willing to do an episode of the podcast, Mark? He said, well, you know I go to lunch at noon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only important that was, part of the day. That's <laughs> what we can do before or after. <laughs> I don't know what I can eat today with this hole in my mouth. Uh, well, just keep talking to me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this story. We're going to go to Alaska. We fly to Seattle. And my sister Janine and her husband, Mike, go with us. So uh, we get out to Hobby Airport. And uh, Mike doesn't have... He doesn't have his uh, driver's license. And uh, they're not going to let him on the plane without the driver's license. And uh, But we don't have time to go look for it. He just knows it's in his billfold somewhere, but he can't find it. And so he gives him a Sam's car. <laughs> it's got his picture on it, okay? And I, mean, so I don't know who, who the nut was. That let him on the plane with the Sam's card, but they did. And here in Houston. That was before Costco, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> so we get out to Seattle and uh, they're there to pick pick us up from the airport to take us to the ship, you know. And he can't find it. He can't find, can't find the Sam's card. <laughs> <laughs> well they wouldn't they wouldn't he had the Sam's card. They just wouldn't accept it. He had to have a government issued 
picture ID. Well, he had looked in this billfold, I don't know, 10 times on the plane trying to get away. It wasn't in his billfold. And uh, Janine had looked in his billfold, everybody. The stewardess even looked in his billfold. couldn't find his driver's license. And so the guy from the ship said, you're not getting on the ship without got that government-issued picture ID. So how, what are we going to do? Because we'd already paid for the trip and everything. He said, well, if it was me, he'd get a ticket back to Houston <laughs> because he, he's not getting on that ship. Well, it was, you know, it was terrible. I was going to send him on back. I was going to get on the ship. You know? <laughs> We're going to Alaska. <laughs> he already made it. I, I this trip, you know, if you can't go, Bubba. I'm, that that might have been like a benefit, uh, like not getting on the boat with this I, guy. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know. he's going to end up in the water. So. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But anyway, finally, we got desperate, you know. And I asked this guy, I said, do you believe in prayer? He said, well, whether I do or not, don't matter. <laughs> You're still going to have to have it. I said, you believe in miracles? He says, well, again, whether I do or not, it don't matter. you got to have the Pastor, Pastor Ron thought he was Jesus. He was going to turn, turn a Sam's card into an ID. <laughs> so anyway, I'm telling you, the the four of us, we... Uh, we get out there in the middle of this busy airport. I'm telling people everywhere, and we hold hands in a little circle, and we pray. And it's not one of these big flowery prayers, you know. I'm just saying, Lord God, you got to help us. I said, God, if if there's some reason you don't want us going on this trip, then then I understand that. But Michael be going home soon. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I said, God, you know. We just, we need your help. We need a miracle. I don't know what you're going to do, but we need a miracle. And and so help me. This don't happen to me every day. But while I'm praying, the Lord said, look in his billful again. And I'm thinking, well, they've looked in it a dozen times. Help me with my, un- my unbelief, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it ain't there. But, but the Lord said it. So when I got through with this little simple but very sincere prayer. I, I said, Mike, let me see your billfold. He said, well, okay, but uh, it's not in there. And I said, well, let me look at it anyway. And so help me when I looked in that billfold, I saw something. It looked like a driver's license. It was. I saw it as soon as I opened it. It was behind the, you know, the little ID card in there. But anybody could have seen it. I, I, I don't know. You know, and I pulled that thing out, and it was a 25-year-old driver's license <laughs> that Mike had had when he was a hippie, and he had long hair, <laughs> big glasses. It, it didn't really look like him, but, you know, he'd changed so much. But it was him, and it was you know, government-issued you know, picture ID, and uh, call that guy back over. I said, "Sir, I think we just got our miracle. Found this." <laughs> now I'm telling you, it was a miracle, and I, I, I showed him that thing, 
And he said, man, that thing's been expired for 20 years. I said, it don't matter. It's a it's a government-issued picture. I didn't say anything about when it expired. <laughs> and he said, well, let me take it to my my superior. And he took it to somebody somewhere, and the guy come back and said, yeah, let him on the boat. Wow. Whew. That's amazing. Wow. So I'm telling you, that's why my, my brother-in-law is a Christian. Yeah, he said I've never seen a miracle. Wow! But he took that thing home and he he uh, framed it and he's got it on the wall. Put it there all, next to all of his his race car trophies. Yeah, probably. all of those trophies yeah. and stuff. So anyway, why I'm saying this story is, uh, I want, got on that ship and uh, the next morning was Sunday. This was a Saturday, and they had a. You know, a non-denominational kind of a service on the ship, and I thought, man, I'm going down there. I'm going to thank God because I saw a miracle here today, and, and I don't see too many. I guess we always see miracles, we don't recognize them. Right. But this was one that, boy, it was a it was a real miracle. So uh, I go down to this service. Everybody's just sitting there, and nobody's doing anything. So I think. Man, I want to get up and testify, you know. I don't know who's supposed to be in charge of this service, but he didn't show up, whoever it was. Captain just walked in the door. Yeah. <laughs> so I get out of there, and I, I start telling them this story about uh, this miracle. And uh, everybody thinks, man, that's a miracle. Well, nobody ever showed up. And so... Uh, I say, you know, I, I'm a pastor of a church. I don't know who's supposed to be leading this service, but, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to do that. Pastor Sack, I sing a couple songs and preach a message. Well, they did. They uh -huh. did. They, they, they said, well, we've got some hymn books here. Would, could you lead us in a few hymns? I said, yeah. Well, you bust off victory in Jesus. Yeah, but hey, I think we might have. I don't know. But people was, you know, they was picking various hymns. Let's sing page 37, and let's sing number 20. So we did that a little bit, and still nobody showed up. So I thought, well, this is a good chance to preach. So I thought about my mama's story, and I told that story. And at the end of that story, I said, you know what? You know, mama thought I was crazy because... She wouldn't be an executed. Uh, you know, she was just overbalanced. But I said, what if she was being executed? Electrocuted. Executed. <laughs> Boy, she was that one That's the wrong chair. The wrong chair. <laughs> You let him go the first time. I guess, I guess she felt like she was being executed. Yeah, when you tackled her. <laughs> I sure screwed that story up, didn't I? I, mean, I, was, I was just getting down to it. I was getting intense. I was getting intense. Maybe we should have let it go. Let, let me finish it. I said, what if she was being electrocuted? Yeah, yeah. I think I got it I right you, back. You nailed then. it that time. I said it would have been totally different been totally different instead of her calling me crazy and she said son i appreciate it you risked your life to save my life that's good i said you know and uh i said you know here's the problem a lot of people going to hell they don't realize it they don't know it 
They don't know the situation they're in. But if they knew, and I told them about Jesus, and I told them how to be saved, they'd thank me for it. Wow. Wow. Mm. Well, I can't tell you everybody got saved that day, but, boy, I got everybody's attention. Right. And uh, the next day was uh, Memorial Day, I think. I think it was Memorial Day. And I just happened to bring a message along about Memorial Day. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, hey, we enjoyed this so much. They said, hey, Captain, come over here. (laughs) (laughs) You think we can have another service tomorrow? I said, I'd be happy to do it. So I got to preach those people twice on that ship. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I think it's the other way around, too. Like, if you look at it, sometimes we need to take a chance, you know, even if it doesn't make sense or there might be some consequences or yeah. take a chance, you know. Yeah. Uh, it might not it might not be what it seems, yeah. you know, but we got to take a chance on Jesus sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Pastor, well, you got one more fishing story. Oh, my goodness. G- give, me, <laughs> g- give me this five-minute story about you going to fishing alone in Galveston. <laughs> I don't know where this well, one's going. Yeah, I, I don't. I have actually. I have not read this one yet. <laughs> Maybe I'll know it. When well, I mean, I'm just glad that his mom's not on the boat and he, he almost kills her. Well, so this one, Mama wasn't with me on this one. This was uh, this was another story. But you know, I just decided one night. Now I've got a nice fishing boat. I, I do like to fish, and I I tell these stories. But I'm. I know what I'm doing when I'm fishing. Yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> well, I just I tell you, you the tell I tell you the stories. bad stories. I don't yeah. tell you the good stories where we catch a lot of fish, you know, and nobody dies. Nobody yeah, dies. Nobody's been executed. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> nobody fell out of the boat. But I decided one. I guess it was fish. a sad, I guess it was a Friday night or something. I told Jan, I think I'm gonna go fishing tomorrow. She says, Well, you need to. Call somebody and take somebody with you. You shouldn't go down there by yourself. I said, well, I'll do that. So I called two or three people. Everybody had an excuse. I, I wonder why. You know, nobody wanted to go. I just I just said, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because it's so late. You know, I'm, with, I'm calling Friday night and I'm going Saturday morning and everybody had plans. Mm-hmm. I knew yeah. <laughs> so uh, Janet said, well, I don't think y'all to go. I said, well, yeah, I can go fishing by myself. She never went fishing with you? Well, she did, but she got seasick, and then she quit going. She yeah, wouldn't go That's anymore. what she told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. But, <laughs> but anyway, so I said, no, I'm going to go. And I, I, so, you know, I've got my boat started down the Gulf Freeway and uh, got, didn't get very far. It's kind of like it is now. They working on the freeway and they had it closed down and everybody had to go to, you know, Highway 301. It took me two hours to get to, to Galveston. And I finally got to Galveston. I get to the yacht basin to launch the boat. They don't have any shrimp. I think the Lord trying to tell me something all the way. What it sounded like to me, but I'm hard headed, you know. I'm, I'm you drove hard-headed. two hours to get yeah, there, I'm, and I'm, I'm, all that traffic. So I, I'm, I'm complaining to the guy. I said, you know, 
you don't have any live shrimp. What's it? He said, well, our boat's out there in the, in the bay. And said, if you go out there and find the boat, he told me where, about where it would be. He said, you can buy the bait right off the boat. I said, man, that's no big deal. I can do that. So I go, I launch the boat. Oh, by the way, I hadn't been fishing in a while, and, and I looked at the gas gauge on the boat, and it showed three-quarters of a tank. Well, that boat, plenty, plenty. Plenty of, plenty of gas because the thing held 75 gallons of gas. It, it was a, you know, pretty nice boat. So anyway, I thought, well, I got plenty of gas, and uh, I just need some bait. So I went out there, and sure enough, I found this, uh, I found this shrimp boat out there, and I, I bought a quarter shrimp, and, man, I'm ready to go. And I go down the ship channel there at Galveston. I'm going wide open. I'm trying to get to the, you know, the end of the, I think I was going to the South Jetty. Anyway, where I was going, and, man, I get right in the middle of the channel about halfway out there, and uh, the boat just stops. It just stops. I don't I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm figuring I've got plenty of gas. I don't know how to work on a boat, but I take the cover off the outboard and look at things. Everything looks like it's all right. I think, well, I better check that gas. I take the cover off the bottom of the boat and take the cover off the gas tank, and, man, it was bone dry. Mm. I mean bone dry. So I'm out there with no gas in the middle, and I mean the current is just going like crazy in that channel, and I'm thinking, man. So anyway. He's headed towards Cuba just like yeah. his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was I was heading back toward Galveston. That's the way the current was going. The tide was coming in. and <clears throat> Anyway, so I called the Coast Guard. I did have a cell phone at this time. I tell them my situation. I said, you know, y'all need to come out here and get me. I'm right in the middle of the ship town. These big ships come through here. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm nervous. I said, well, we'll send somebody out there. I said, okay. So I'm put the anchor. I think I'm off the ship channel. I put the anchor out. And uh, it's 50 foot deep out there, you know, but I think I've got plenty of anchor rope. So I'm sitting there waiting on them. And uh, I see this ship coming. I think, my God, that ship's coming at me. And I can I can see it off in the distance. And, you know, when a ship's coming, you can see the uh, the bow of the boat, how the, the water's coming up. Middle of the night, dark. No, no, this is in the middle of the day. Oh, it was in the middle of the day. Yeah, I saw him coming. And so uh, I'm thinking, man, that thing's getting closer. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. And I'm like, I think that sucker's going to run over me. So I pull in the the anchor rope thinking, well, I'm, uh, you know, I better see if I can get off of the ship channel here. And uh, about that time, man, I see that thing's going to run over me. <clears throat> and so I, I get a towel, a white towel out. I'm, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, I'm waving that towel. And, you know, that boat's got a horn on it. I'm honking that horn. I'm waving that <laughs> towel, and I'm hollering, hey, hey, you know. And man, sure enough, I've, I get closer to that boat, and I've, it's, not a, it's not a big boat. It's a big uh, 
barge with a huge tugboat on the side of it, but it looked like a ship. And uh, I got hung. Man, sure enough, I got hung up right between the barge and the boat. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. And I, I had a, a nice boat I was in. Boy, it was beating that boat to death. It was, you know, you got a little rib around the side of it, kind of a bumper thing. It was tearing that thing off. And, man, I'm hollering, and I'm hollering, help, help. I'm thinking I'm going to be torn apart out there. And, and and eventually, somebody comes out of that tugboat and comes out there. And uh, he says, are you all right? I said, no, I'm not all right. <laughs> now you know how your mom felt. Oh, my God. I said, <laughs> yeah. I, I said, you ran over me. Didn't you see me out here? You ran right over me, man. The guy looks at me and says, sir, we're anchored. <laughs> I said, said why? He said, we're anchored, man. You ran over us. <laughs> I said, what? I said... Oh, man, you talk about being embarrassed. I am, I've been embarrassed a few times in my life, but I wanted to hide. I wanted to. I was ready to kill those guys, and, and, and it was my fault. The and funniest it, part is thinking of you waving your. <laughs> while you're hey, just here drinking. I come. <laughs> here I come. Yeah, yelling at them. Anyway, man. Anyway, a couple of them came out of there. And they pushed me out from between those two boats, and I floated off. And yes, about that time, <laughs> I finally I, I I put the anchor out again, and I'm, you know, I'm just humiliated. <laughs> and about that time, the Coast Guard comes, and they make a couple of circles around me, and then they, you know, put a tow rope on me and pulled me back to the bank, I mean, to the yacht basin. And so uh, I decided, well, I might as well eat my lunch. I ain't done nothing else, right? And I had one of those. It is 12 o'clock, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I had one of those sandwiches, you know, the wrap that you buy, you know. Oh, yeah. So I ate the sandwich. We get back to the dock, and the guy says, sir, uh, don't leave. I said, why? I said, you know, can I put some gas in my boat? Yeah, you can put some gas in your boat, but don't leave. I said, well, okay. A few minutes later, here comes a Coast Guard guy with a big badge on, a big gun. He says, sir, uh, we're going to, you got any weapons in your boat? I said, my boat's called That's Life, you know. It's a big sign on the side. I said, uh, we got a fillet knife in there. He says, well, we're going to board you, your boat and check it out. I said, go at it. The fillet knife's in my tackle box. Man, they went in every nook and cranny in my boat and found my fillet knife. And finally, uh, they got out of the boat and they said, sir, uh, what did you throw out of the boat when we were pulling you in? I said, I didn't, I didn't throw anything out of the boat. Sir, we saw you throw it out. Now, what was it? I said, sir. 
I'm, I'm telling you, I, I didn't throw anything out of a boat. Come on. He says, sir, something we saw you throw something out of the boat. And all I could think about was that sandwich and that wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> and that wind blowing so hard, you know. I said, I ate a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it must have been the wrapper off that sandwich. That's all I know. I didn't have to throw nothing out. Oh, man. Anyway, finally they let me go, and I figured it out. They thought I was running dope out there. <laughs> I've thrown some dope out. Did they give you a ticket or anything? No, they let me go. Oh man! And I still had, I still have my shrimp, <laughs> <laughs> and I had some gas. Oh man! Can you imagine from their perspective, you're this guy out there <laughs> ramming boats, and then they're pulling you in, throwing and you're just eating a sandwich, throwing the wrappers out, <laughs> just hey, we. If we ever do this again, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a couple of stories about the Coast Guard. My the my boat, the, the number on my boat's in the Coast Guard. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they told me one time, if we ever catch you again, it's going to cost you $200,000. <laughs> I'll have to tell you that story. When yeah, you you and my dad got the Coast Guard. <laughs> oh, man. It runs in the family. It definitely yeah. runs in the family. Cause I've only had a, I'm a I felt like... You know, uh, Stacy has told a, a similar story <laughs> in him being caught up in the in the uh, the channel there. Uh, that is so funny. He called me Jinx and him Little Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pastor, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for giving us some laughs and on your behalf and your poor mom looking down in heaven, thinking good thing she's in heaven and not on the boat with you. <laughs> Uh, thanks for stopping by. Hey, All right, guys. It. We'll see you next week. And we love you. This is The Refuge Project.